Welcome back, guys. This is the Faith FM team coming to you from Ethiopia with The Breakfast Show. We have a number of adventurous stories because every day here is an adventure. Africa just seems to be the adventure continent. Yes, I think if yeah. you are an it's adventure like, junkie, uh-huh. definitely this is come a to place Africa. To be. It's like wild and a little bit crazy around the edges. So if you want adventure, this is deaf the mm. continent to head to. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking, Lawson, what we should do, you and I should do, is um, we should we should fly into Cape Town one time. Okay, so Mon's been to Cape oh, yeah, Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. We should buy a couple of um, uh, motorbikes uh-huh. yeah, and I'm tour it. and tour the continent. What do you reckon? I'm feeling it, I'm dude. Feeling I want to come. No, I'm sorry, it's boys' trip. No. I'm I super want to do this. The only only. reason I didn't drive, because I was in Kenya and then I went to Cape Town and then I came back up to Ethiopia. And the only reason I didn't drive or go overland by train or something, because everyone told me it was going to be so dangerous. And then I read an article about how recently a woman in Scotland purchased a little Vita bug and drove it from Scotland to Cape Town and survived. Well, there you go. There you go. That's your next challenge. I will. will, um, (laughs) I I want you to take lots of photos as you travel through the Sudan and um, Somalia. I might dress up as a man. (laughs) (laughs) I got that German door line anyway. (laughs) Actually, Lyle, me to ask you something. Speaking of crazy African countries, yes. So right now in Ethiopia. They're telling me it's 2011. That's right. Can you please shed some light on why they're eight years behind the rest of the planet? I didn't even know there was a time difference. Okay, so basically what it is is that they have a a different calendar to us. Mm -hmm. And so the old Roman calendar was the Julian calendar. And I think it was in the the 14, 1500s where that calendar got out of sync because, you know, our, our year is 365 days and a number of minutes and so forth. And so it gets out of sync over time and it got a number of days out of sync. And so they had to resync the calendar to what we now call the Gregorian calendar. And uh, that took place several hundred years ago. But, of course, Ethiopia didn't resync their calendar. And so they are still running on the old calendar. So, yes, it's 2011 here in Ethiopia. And the other thing that's interesting about that is that um, they, in, in this country, they, have, they use the biblical 360-day year. Wow. So it's not 365 days long, it's 360 days long. And so every now and then they will add in an extra week or an extra month or so forth to uh, to resync their calendar. Yeah, but it but, obviously um, doesn't do a good job. Yeah, it doesn't do a great job because it's only 2011 here. Yeah, I was going to say, if they're only doing 360 days a year, that would mean that every year they're getting further and further behind the rest that's of us, right. right? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And so it, it, uh, it is challenging when you're talking about, you know, historical events. Yeah. And, and, and I haven't tried to figure out, you know, how to... Um, Resync all of the oh, historical yeah, dates. That's true. Hey? Um, I just present it using the. You know, I just assume that every every Ethiopian understands the Western calendar. Okay, okay. Because yeah, you, you couldn't even say today's two thousand nineteen. You, you could also not say um, stuff like nine eleven happened in two thousand and one. Because I'd be like, what? Yeah, because when we got here, we got our team T-shirts, you know, and it's prepared to meet your God 2011. And I'm thinking these T-shirts have been around for a long time and they have recycled them. But then I found, no, that's not the case. It is wow. actually 2011 here. Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't even think of that because I have one of those T-shirts and I was going to give it away, but now I might keep it as like a pretty interesting memento. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> don't throw that one out. That's so crazy. Why, why don't they just decide, you know what, we're going to do away with this old stuff. Let's just do a little, wake up next morning, we'll do a big resync, and we'll just go, yep. Yeah, it's 2019 and join the rest of the world. Why don't they do that? Well, I think it's probably not hard to, um, in your mind, resync 
uh, what year it is with the rest of the world. Um, and it's an interesting piece of, uh, you know, Ethiopian heritage. Yeah, I would keep it. I love 2011. I was in year seven. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, had no cares in life. I was just, I was just, it was awesome. Actually, I was having a banger of a time too. I was living in America, traveling all over the world. <laughs> yeah, let's, go, to, let's go back. I, I think we should go back to 2011 because <laughs> I'd be doing? significantly younger than what I am now. <laughs> That's the only thing you can think of. But do you know what? Like, I actually saw a guy holding a diary under his arm and it had 2018 written on the front but he'd scratched out the eight and written a one that's awesome <laughs> there that you is, go that there is go. awesome is it 2019 2018 or 2011 what, because, what I mean, year is it and when you think about it unless they do all their own printing and if they're importing um, diaries and calendars and that kind of thing from other countries, like how are they ever going to get constant 2011 unless they stick the order in themselves, you know? Mm. Well, I've, I actually have seen some calendars around and they're like 2011 slash 2019. Oh, so there you go. There you go. See, that makes sense. Yeah, but they should just get, if they're going to do that, they might as well just get rid of the 2011. Anyway, I want to talk about something really dangerous. Okay, bring it on. Hippopotamus. Ah, hippos. Bring on the hippos. Yeah, so we got to go on a little... Have you seen the hippos yet, Lawson? No, the hippos are amazing. Yes. You can go right up so close to them. It's so dangerous. I can't believe it. My German sensibility was like, no, 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 no. This is too dangerous. Step back, step back, step back. My alarms were going off in my head. And Lyle, Lyle is jumping up, even though we were told to stay seated so we could weight the boat correctly and keep it evenly keeled. And he's jumping up, running over to the side, hanging his camera over, trying to snap pictures of these hippos. People freaking out on lake where the where the waves were all of two inches high so nothing to do with the waves hippos can eat you in whatever size wave lyle yeah but if a hippo comes i just uh you know move to the other side of the boat so long as you so long as, mon, so long as you are between me and the hippo i'm fine <laughs> oh i'm ouch. glad we got that on radio you've heard it now folks you've heard it now but yeah we got to do a, a boat tour of uh, lake awasa which was really great and so cheap it was only like australian five bucks which yeah. was just you know amazing and uh, we got to a nice boat. A bunch of us went, and uh, the lake is actually really beautiful to cruise along. And uh, and our tour guide said it was going to take us to a family of hippopotamuses, hippopotami. I don't know, and uh, <laughs> hippos. Hippos. So, and hippos. so we, we were cruising along, and uh, yeah, and we came across this snoozing family of hippos, and there was one little baby that was like climbing up on his mummy's back, and, and it he was, was just resting so there with his, he was resting there with his chin just sitting on his mum's back. Yeah, and they're so rounded, like they haven't got any any sharp angles anywhere apart from their teeth. Um, but they just—you just, just want to <laughs> rub your hands all over them and pat them. They're just so yeah. Cute. Until we can pat the hippos, I'm not super interested. Yeah, Mon was not you about to get, pat the hippos. Yeah, no, no, I'm no. Nah. Do you know what? Because I spooked myself. Because you know how they are. Supposed to be one of the most dangerous animals, well, apart from the mosquito, the most dangerous animal in the world in counts of deaths. Like yes. how many people they kill in Africa, and because uh, they're extremely territorial, that's the problem with them. Like if you go swimming too close or get too close, they'll just lunge at you and attack you and they're very powerful with their jaws and their huge puncturing teeth um, and so I spooked myself by going online and looking up like what are you supposed to do if a hippo does attack so I wasn't sure like do you like pretend you're not there and lay like, really still or do you like scream and run like swim so I was looking
picking up, you know, tips yeah, I think I would be running. <laughs> well, you can't really run because like, you're in the water. <laughs> so I, really so I was looking at came at me, I think I would be, I would be running so fast I'd go across the top of the water. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing responsible tourism and was looking up what to do if it a hippo attacks. And unfortunately, I speak myself by reading a whole bunch of hippo attack stories. And so I was like, we need to stand wow. back. <laughs> there's actually nothing you can do with a hippo attack, though, is there? Yeah, not too much. No, yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no strategy. Try and stay clear of the mouth. <laughs> All right. Well, we have two minutes left. I just want to say some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, Bring some it on, Lawson. Stories where we've got some, stories, got some more stories. stories. So, so preached last night. Am I? Oh, well. Firstly, I got stitched up. If you remember, if you were listening to radio yesterday, I said how excited I was that people were giving me a motorbike, and I was just stoked. So, yeah, and I was waiting you for you to one? call through to my so, room to take me out on the. So, motorbike. so they say we're going to be there at ten. I'm like, okay, get down there at ten. Wait an hour. Wait another hour. Wait another hour. By that point, I'm, I've got my phone out and I'm just doing my sermon prep, waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm just like, they're not coming. And if they do come, you know, they can come to my room. So I went up to my room. They didn't come until like, because usually they pick me up at like 5, 5.30 for preaching, but they pick, pick me up at 4.30. And they were like, the, the guy who offered his motorbike was he's like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, because I think he doesn't know how to say sorry. And um, he's like, then the other pastor was there, he's like, yeah, we had like a church, like elders business meeting today, and we thought it would be done by 10, but it ended up, there was like a bunch of stuff that we needed to do. So yeah. Ah, uh, that's fair enough. That's and I was like, enough. okay, whatever. Time. But more stories. Okay, so last night, preaching on the Sabbath, went really well made an appeal at the end a bunch of people decided to get baptized which is awesome bringing um you know i think so far on my site 48 people have decided to be baptized which is awesome because we're Amen. out so like so good praise the lord because we're like out in the country and it's just it's just awesome and i just love my site because it's it's great and everyone there is really nice um and of course you know more breaking news from my site last night they had the uh the women's choir there again Lawson's got a crush on a choir girl And um, yeah And she was there And she was singing And Lawson didn't say anything to her And and like Typical man I just like Okay so as soon as they stop singing They get off the stage They go into the the church Take their choir robes off And leave Like I I can never talk to them Like I'm just like I just want to talk to you guys 1-800-FAITH-FM Give us a call Give Lawson some love advice On how to talk to his choir girl
Welcome back, everybody. You listen to Faith FM. We're coming to you all the way from Ethiopia, and we have amazing stories to tell. But we probably should talk about some things happening back in Australia. One of which is that one of our listeners has decided to put a crowdfunding program together for Lawson's wife. No Messages way. Message came through. Yes. Get out. No way. Yes, listener. Yes. I didn't. Okay. I just want you guys to know, you know, I did not know this until Lyle just said it. He's not. I'm very happy about it. I think it's a great idea. I think we should fully support it. The, the, the Lawson's wife. Give me the fund. details so I can donate. <laughs> wow. But before we do that, we actually need to figure out a way that Lawson can actually meet his wife. Yeah, we need to get you because in this has not this not, has not happened yet. I just had an idea. Okay, this is what we're going to do. So Lawson sings and plays guitar. Yes. yes. Ask yes. for an and I item do, with I a d- choir support. support yeah, that, 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 that means they'd have to be there and we'd have to yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly the plan. Oh, yeah, want, we got to solve. You want the young women's choir at the yes, church right, right. for and three days it, at uh-huh, two p.m. Uh-huh, to uh-huh. practice. Yep. So you're going to be ready for mm-hmm. this weekend to do a big item where you play guitar and sing, and they do the backing. There you go. And if then, got it and solved, then awesome. this we is what you can do. Solved. This is what you can do. Like as you're practicing, you can be like, do you know what? There's too many voices. I'm going to send half of you home, and then keep sending them home until it's just you and her. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best. Well, I had. I actually had another theory. Oh, you could do what I, this is what I did at my my site last night. So I told oh, them all about Faith FM, uh-huh. and I put up on the screen, you know, faithfm.com.au, and I said, "This is where you can listen to my radio show. You'll have to listen at like eleven o'clock at night." Yeah, um, <clears throat> but you can also send questions through, and you can get in contact with you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so forth. And so this morning, I noticed that on the Faith FM page, there was some local Ethiopians making some comments and nice and uh, contributing. So what you need to do is you need to promote. Promote Faith FM at yeah. your site, and that way, then you have a. Uh, and you need to tell the choir, you need to send me your questions, and hopefully, you know, the right person yes. will send you. Questions <laughs> yes. and you'll get a connection, figure out what their name is, and you know, it just all yeah. goes from there. Or tell them to make some recordings of their singing and send it along so we can play it on Faith FM. And yes, mm-hmm. yes, because I got asked for a recording for. Um, the Maitland Church Choir that they could play at their church. Ooh. Oh, there yes. you go. Matey. I'm like, hmm, I have to figure out how to try and solve that one, but yes. Yeah. That's they're a, desperate. They definitely want to hear the Maitland Church Choir. You could say, do you know what? I want to interview some people for radio. Can I talk to like the choir and talk about music ministry? Because I'm Let's music bring her in too. here for an interview. Yeah. <gasps> yes, Lyle. We'll get her in here and we'll interview her live. We'll bring an interpreter. We'll bring the choir girl. We'll bring um, no, the girls that age, they can all, they can all speak. <laughs> I, 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 I need help, man. This is like Lyle's like. I mean, Lawson's turning redder and redder and redder. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just a bit overwhelmed by the by the support. You know, I want to thank. I want to thank right, my Before we went back on air, it was like, do you think I could survive if I stayed in Ethiopia? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, it was fully sound. I was like, man, imagine if I just stayed here because, of course, I've already been offered to um to live here. They want me to live here and work for them. So imagine if I just stayed here. You know, got my Ethiopian wife. And just became Ethiopian. Yeah, I, I kind of want to talk to her to find out what her level of English comprehension is. Most of the most of the young people are pretty good. Yes, yeah, uh, pretty good well. with their English. Yeah. I'm having good conversations with young mm-hmm. people. You know, they're like 18, 20, something like that. Good conversation. Well, man, you can come and help me. Okay, yeah, because like Vani, my 
my tag team partner is preaching tonight. So maybe okay, you've got the night off, Mon. This yep. is your task. Mm-hmm. Go to Lawson's site and get it, get it sorted. Get, yeah. get it sorted. Take, get, get, take care of it. Lawson, if you don't bust a move, I'm busting one for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big system move, Buster. <laughs> okay. Anyway, about more serious news. I do, do need to talk about more yes, serious news. So, of course, um, in New Zealand, the uh, you know, in response to the shooting, the New Zealand government has made a very number. Uh, a number of very rapid responses. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Law changes and stuff. Law changes in a very short space of time. Now, one of them is that if you are caught with a copy of the shooter's manifesto on your computer, you face 10 Whoa. years jail. Really? If you email it to somebody else, you face 14 years jail. Whoa. However, you can still buy and own in New Zealand Mein Kampf. Oh yeah! Actually, I saw this as I saw this as well because you know you know what they did as well. Yeah, the, you give me the correct pronunciation. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Mein Kampf is that how you put Mein? Yeah. Okay. Okay, but this actually concerns me because once you get you know you, you've got in some like for instance um, the office the Holy Office of the Inquisition, which is based in Rome, mm-hmm. maintains a list of condemned books. Yeah. And the moment that you create a list of condemned yeah. books, you have impinged on free speech. Now, I never want to read the guy's. I, I, I don't yeah. want to say the guy's name. I don't want to read his manifesto. I don't want to have anything to do with it. But that is my choice. And this is yeah. the important thing. Yeah, that, that's a murky area, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And it needs to remain my choice. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the moment the moment you just start like, well, I'm going to give you 10 years jail because I don't like what somebody said. Yeah. Then maybe they don't like what the Bible says and you can get 10 years jail for, for that. Yeah, right. And, and, and we have, you might, you, might, you might laugh at that and say, well, that would never happen. But the simple reality is it has happened and it does exist in some countries. And it has happened many, many times history. The Bible has been banned more than any other book, and the King James Version of the Bible is still on Rome's list of condemned books, which is maintained at the Holy Office of the Inquisition in Rome. So the, the thing that concerns me is the second that they've banned this manifesto... Now everyone wants everyone to read wants it. To read because the first thing they just highlighted the it. The first thing they want to think is, oh, this guy must have had really good persuasive points that they think we're all going to be persuaded by if we read. Let me have a look. Like, I, I'm 0% interested in reading yeah, psycho, psychopathic rants, but now that I've heard that, I'm like, oh, he must have been a Yeah, really that's the thing. I'm like, I want to read And we would yeah. not be having this conversation here oh. on radio. Zero. If it hadn't been banned, because most people, most people like when you send them a link to something that's longer than two minutes video or longer than a paragraph, they don't read don't, it anyway. No. You read so the first paragraph, gonna, the last yeah. one, move on. Yeah, I mean, I get that they don't want to incite people who are um, leading yeah. that way yeah. to, to violence, but this is the wrong way to go about it. It's a really, really it's, bad it's, move it's, on the if, New Zealand government's part. out there an incredibly dangerous oh, precedent. Absolutely, because if there's someone out there who's already thinking down that track and they wanted to read the manifesto and they've now been told it's illegal, they're actually going to be only... Um, it's just confirmed all the conspiracy yeah. theories in yeah, their head. Yeah, it's only going to make them more angry at an establishment, whatever their issue is, or angry at Muslims, it's going to make them more angry about it that they've been told. It's like, what have they got it. to hide? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, there's, there's a million conspiracy theories out there already, as there always mm. is in a situation like this, and the moment you you put a, the, the government puts a ban and a heavy prison sentence on any of that information, then all it does is confirm those conspiracy theories. Because, you know, any, any of those sort of, um, you know, mass murderers or 
or bombers or the psychopaths in America throughout American history who've done this kind of stuff. All their manifestos are on Wikipedia. You can just go and read mm, yep. them all. Like, you know, the the Zodiac Killer and all those kind of people, like all uh, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. The, the Elliot guy from like 2014 who shot up a university. Yeah. Yeah, all like, the, all yeah, yeah, stuff, the yeah. Never read one. Up. Yeah. Never planned ne- Never to. interested either. No. Like, <laughs> when you read what they've done, you're like, you're crazy. Why would I read anything yep. you've written? Yep. Yeah. So the, I think that's a bad idea. What, I thought they changed laws like with their guns and stuff. There is uh, gun law changes yeah. taking place. Yeah. You know which other book has been? You know they've stopped selling because of because of this uh, this which this one? happening. Um, the Twelve. I think it's called the Twelve Laws of Life by Jordan Peterson. What? No, no, check it. No 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 no, 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 I saw a That's thing. That's not for real. I, That's got to be fake news. Seriously, I, I, I saw this and I I'm was like, check this one. no, I, I think we should fact check this because they were like, because Jordan Peterson is like a right wing sympathizer, they were like, yeah, we ban his book. I've never even heard of this book. Oh, it's like it's like probably one of the best self help books going around at the moment. Cause yeah, it's Jordan, yeah, Jordan Peterson. Why has it been banned? Oh, well, because Jordan, right wing. Jordan Peterson is extremely right wing, and so it's nothing right wing moral content of the book, but it's more to do with who wrote it. It's just the, yeah, it's just the politics. But Jordan Peterson is just a psychologist who's like he's a secular psychologist. Mm-hmm. He's not uh, religious in any way, shape, or form, um, and uh, yeah, he gets a lot of is it, uh, gets a lot of their time, gets a lot of people um, bent out of shape. No, they haven't been. That in New Zealand. All right, we will fact check. We are we going to fact, fact check, check that one. Maybe we can yeah, get our listeners on board with fact checking it. Also, maybe text us if, <laughs> if what you think about this whole uh, New Zealand and the manifesto. But here's the here's the interesting thing with with a lot of these massacres that are taking place. They are religiously motivated, mm. and a lot of people who write their manifesto in relationship to a massacre are going to cite a religious text. Mm-hmm. So, how long is it before a religious text yes. receives the same ban? Exactly. And if you ban the Quran because the Quran promotes violence, then you can also ban the Bible because if you misinterpret the Bible oh, it can absolutely. promote violence as well yep. in fact there are more verse, more violent verses in the Bible than what there are in the Quran yeah well 0491 text us your opinion text us your facts checking
Everybody, you're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88 right across Australia. And once again, joining us in the studio is John Bradshaw from the United States, who sounds nothing like an American. But I called the passport office in New Zealand a couple of days ago. The lady said, Do you travel on an American passport? I said, No. And then she said, Well, you have such a strong American accent. And <laughs> no way. No, really. It, it was quite the thing. And, uh, and then two days later, a dear old lady said, You've lived in the United States for 25 years? Well, God bless you. You don't have an American accent. You still sound like such a Kiwi. So I don't know, man. It's in the ear of the beholder. How many passports do you have now? 
Uh, Last time I checked, there was New Zealand. Irish. Irish. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm actually getting the kind folks, well, yes, and maybe another New Zealand one. Oh, okay. Just because I'm traveling to the Middle East and I'm going from one country to another where they won't let you in if you have this country stamp in. So it seems the government of New Zealand are going to facilitate me a second passport yeah, to help yeah, me yeah. out. A few of us have um, had that challenge. So, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, all kinds of fun traveling through the Middle East, but a um, great part of the world to go to, full of the most generous people that you will ever come across. Yeah, absolutely. And good food. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, John, um, we had you on yesterday. We were talking about um, programs that you're promoting and working with, doing training for, so for uh, here in the Newcastle region with Proclaim 2019. But today, I wanted to take a little bit of a different tack and find out, you know, just exactly who is um, who is John Bradshaw? Who are you? Where did you come from? How did you come to God? And how did you end up, you know, being a part of this It Is Written TV um, broadcast that you? are doing these days it seems you've had quite a journey yeah I have I was raised in a home in a little town in New Zealand uh, religious home well my mum never ever went to church my dad did every single week and he took us kids along with him and and that was fine with me I loved church I loved my church I, I, I was very happy to be a believer I believed in God with all my heart I mean I didn't didn't live like I did but but that was pretty common for people uh, who went to church where I went to church but over time I just started to see some cracks like probably 99% of people listening right now at some stage looked at their faith and said wait a minute this doesn't seem to add up what most people do is they end up shrugging their shoulders and saying it doesn't make a lot of sense I'll just move on or they'll talk to the pastor or the priest or whoever and get some pat answer and say ah whatever or or just drift away they say I'm seeing too many inconsistencies in what I'm hearing at church Uh, it doesn't make sense it's not relevant to my life and they'll drift away and they'll say oh yes I'm a Catholic or oh yes I'm a Methodist or oh yes I'm whatever but I just don't practice and uh, it's a bunch of rubbish and, and that's just tragic, you know. Mm. And there are lots and lots and lots and lots of people in that situation who would identify. They'd say, and today what's common is people say, I'm a believer, but I just don't go to church. Or I'm spiritual. I just don't attend a church. You know, if you drill down very far into that, it doesn't make a, I mean, with respect, it, there are probably more sensible statements to make. So anyhow, I was in, in a church and I wasn't, the dots weren't connecting. And, and I was just a kid, you know, and I, I was looking for answers and wasn't finding them. And what do you do when you're a kid anyway? So it was later on when I became a young adult that I really started to say, hey, this isn't making sense. And as a matter of fact, I was walking uh, a a deserted street Sunday morning, a Sunday morning street in the city of Limerick in Ireland. And I was there researching my family tree. You've got some Irish background, right? Yeah, yeah, plenty of it. That's right. You mentioned your Irish passport. Yeah, proud passport-carrying Irish citizen. I mean, not, I mean, yes, well, yes, proudish, very proud, extremely proud. So I'm walking, <laughs> you saw? I had to think that through, but no, absolutely, my grandmother was born there, and uh, just love the place, such a fantastic place. So I'm walking this, this deserted Limerick street, and I stopped, and I looked up to heaven, looked up into the sky, a, a steel, grey, overcast, January sky, and I, I actually pointed towards the heaven you know Mm. and I said out loud I said I am not going back to church until you show me the truth 
Now, you know, the yep. thing is, you've got to be careful if you pray a prayer like that, because God will call you bluff. Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm-hmm. Very shortly after that, long story short, but a book arrived in the mail from a, a, a family member, my brother. And uh, and it was an interesting book, a spiritual book based on the Bible, uh, talking a lot about prophecy and, and end times and so forth. It wasn't the least bit cranky. It was solid. It was it was academically uh, uh, viable. And it just answered a lot of questions, but rather than the the, the dots over the t uh, dots of dots over the t or the crosses over the i, uh, rather than those details, it really spoke about my need to to take God seriously and to let God into my life, to be a to be a Christian really, not just uh, in in word, not just in profession. My life changed. Okay, so John, you and I go back a few years, and uh, if I remember correctly, that book was called The Great Controversy. No book like it. And at the end of the show we'll give one away for free how Man, about that that's there a you good go. idea part of, part of the, your, your story part of John's story become a part of John John Bradshaw's story oh you'll read, love it read the same book that um, you're giving one away yeah yeah absolutely awesome you, yep. you, you've got to stay tuned to the end of the show yeah, yeah. you can't you can't be first caller through but you can't call through until we announce it okay well I'll stay to the end of the show and I'll call through it's <laughs> I'd love another one absolutely Fantastic. okay so you've got this book it has um, answered a lot of your questions yeah, or you painted a big picture of what is taking place in the world. That's right. This is why he's still in Ireland? I was in England. Okay. Yeah. I, yep. I, I did the Kiwi thing and, and, and trekked from New Zealand to England. Bit, what is it with Kiwis and, and, and Great Britain? Well, I mean, there's this, 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 this whole trek that goes across well, there. Well, not just Kiwis, you know, South, South Africans and, and Australians, lots of Aussies over there as well. But it, it just became kind of the tradition, I think, because you're at the bottom of the world and, and it's your one big chance to splurge. You go live in London, it's kind of the heart of of London <laughs> and, and, and you <laughs> save money and, and spend it drinking booze and, and, and travelling you know it's, it's just what you do and you, and you know Kiwis like a lot of Aussies are very 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 well travelled and so I was on my way to, to England to drink beer and, and travel and uh, God intervened interesting the beer didn't last too terribly long I lived 81 steps from my local pub I knew because I counted them it was like 81 steps to the pub and 217 steps home uh, most nights <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, the beer took a toll. I just couldn't drink anymore. And, and God was setting up because right around that time it was, hey, man, it's time for you to get your life right or at least turn your life over to God. So a lot of that stuff just disappeared because it was killing me anyway. And uh, I had Praise to make God. some decisions. And, and the decision was, the decision was this. The decision wasn't, do I, do I suddenly become a good boy and stop being a bad boy? You'll lose that one every time. The decision was, should I let God into my life? And if I do, what's that going to look like? Well, let's turn it over to God and find out. And so I did. I, I The day after I was baptized, I traveled from England and went to New Zealand briefly, came to Australia, and I worked in uh, Sydney for about a year and a half. And uh, all of that was just preparation for what was about to take place. I then ended up traveling some more and fell into ministry. And and that's where you and I bumped into each other, what, for a year or so? A couple of years. Um, studying over in Virginia. That's right. And. And, uh, yeah, had some great experiences there, some great adventures. I was at Lyle's wedding. John was at my wedding, I was actually. at his first wedding. Okay, as you've only been married once. I don't, I don't no, you so. weren't. You were at my second wedding. Well, this is a technicality. But <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I was at John Lyle's was at, second wedding. John was at my second wedding, but not the third, or the first. 
That's right. So, so there's a little bit of story behind. It. I, I probably should share a little bit of the background behind that. Well, you enjoy you enjoyed marrying Michelle so much. You married her twice, three times, three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I married married my married the same woman three times. You wanted to make sure the knot was securely tied. Can help me if I ever want to get a divorce? No, no, no. You have to get three <laughs> no. of them. <laughs> no, well That's why played. we're still together. No, no. Lyle married up. The world knows it. He married way up. Okay, so what happened? Just to explain what happened. We got married in the United States, and I came up with this scheme that it would be a whole lot easier back in the day to get Shell's residency sorted if we were already married. So we went down to the courthouse and got married um, long before uh, um, the actual wedding date. We got a legal wedding and, and, and then got the guy at the courthouse just to sign the immigration papers, you know, you as, you, as you do, and he's like, yeah, visa wedding. But anyway, <laughs> so that was the first wedding. Uh, John attended my second wedding. John actually conducted our second wedding, so he married us. That's right. And then, of course, we went back to Tasmania, where I come from, the promised land, of course. Um, Wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. I don't, um, even, I don't even think Tasmanians think it's the promised land, do they? <laughs> so we went back to the promised land where my family is and had our third wedding down there. Well played. Yeah, absolutely. As a, a lot of weddings. When you find when you find the right girl, just marry her three times, problem solved. There you go. Yeah. Well done. Okay, so we bumped into each other, and then we, we, we headed separate ways. Yeah. Um, you went into public evangelism in the States. I went into public evangelism here in Australia. Mm-hmm. So we do have a few things in common there. And you ended up working with uh, in the in media and in, in written television. How did you how did you come to be working with uh, television? Mate, I think they were just out of options. I think is what happened. The guy the guy who had been doing the job ahead of me left not not for any bad reasons. He he, he moved on to other things. And I was driving uh, down a street one day and I got a phone call and someone said, "What do you think about taking on this job?" And it is written. And I didn't quite know what to say. But honestly, well, my boss at the time, the church administrator who was you know administered the pastors he said yeah I think you ought to do it and the the church leadership said yeah we think you ought to do it so when your boss and your church both tell you you need to leave then you take it seriously (laughs) that's the unsubtle way of putting it and so yeah all all of a sudden it made a whole lot of sense all those years working in media just sort of were in actual preparation for something Mm -hmm. and it's a great deal of fun where we we produce a lot of TV programs and we travel on the road and hold a series of meetings and we produce resources and do a lot of training and so on. So yeah, it's, it's and cool. this is a big ministry these yeah. days. I mean, do you have any idea the size of the reach that it is written has today? No, it's global. You know, we, we know that. We know that our programs are seen in, well, with technology today, basically every country in the world. We have a very large Spanish language ministry. It's, it's massive. Its programs are shown in 136 different countries. Our English language programs, we what people contact us from around the world. So it's, it's fun, you know. Know, to know that you can you can connect with people. It's also a little bit daunting if you stop and think about it, but right around the world, people contact us from Iran. I have been searching from Scandinavia and all over Africa and Asia and so forth. And we get a lot of Kiwis and Aussies getting in touch. So yeah, that's, fantastic. That's good fun. Yeah. And how do Americans respond to having a Kiwi running a, a, a TV show in their country? You know, the United States is so multicultural and you get Middle Easterners and you get Palms and you get whoever else running TV programs so it's all in a day's work yeah the united states is very very diverse no one much like australia Yes, 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 yes. And I, I, I think it took me a while to get the accent thing figured out. As you can tell, I've got a good American accent now. No. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. No, you've, got a, you've got a great Australian accent, John. Honestly, I sound more Australian than New Zealand. Did New Zealanders ever give you a hard time over that? No, but the truth is 
the classic New Zealand accent sounds pretty dumb. <laughs> it's just true. Okay, and you can get away with that because... Because I'm in Australia. Our, broad, our, our broadcast, our network, doesn't reach New Zealand. But we will make a podcast out of this, and we will send it to New Zealand. <laughs> and that will be the last time that John ever preaches in New Zealand. There, are, there aren't many New Zealanders who would disagree, man. You get that, that real flat New Zealand accent. Oh, it's a, it's a beauty. <laughs> now, John, I want to talk to you uh, very quickly at, um, before we run out of time. You're here working with the Proclaim 2019 program, which yeah. is particularly focused on Newcastle and the Lower Hunter, um, with just some sensational programs that will be taking place next year. Uh, sorry, this year, as this year progresses. So stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of information here on Faith FM Good. about those programs. Good. And you should not miss going to at least one of those programs, if not all of them, if you possibly can. They are going to be incredible. But I do want to talk about Melbourne. Yeah, we've been working uh, with church is in Melbourne now over a you're, period of you're time. going to be in Melbourne. Going to be in Melbourne speaking uh, starting uh, May, May the 1st or something like that. I'll just check because I, I, I should know. It's not. It's probably not very good to get to this place and say, oh, I'm not even sure of the day. No, these days, John, you just put it in your calendar, put an alarm no, that, on exactly. it, and, and a week before it happens, it's like, yeah, you're off to Melbourne. Like, That's right. right. I'm off to Melbourne. Uh, May 3rd, we run all through May. We're going to be in four separate locations. I'll be at the Drum. Wait, 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 You're going to be in four separate well, locations. Well, I'll be I'm, I'm curious to know this how, how good, John's going to pull this one off. Well, I'm going to be in two separate locations, and my mate Eric Flickinger is going to be in two. We'll be at, yeah, yeah. at Gilson so what, College. Half of you here and half of you there. Exactly. Kind of, okay, all right. He'll be at Gilson College, and I'll be at the drum, and we'll be in two other places, and I shouldn't forget what they are, but I do. But that's okay. Keep your ears open and your eyes open. If you are in or near or around Melbourne, you'll hear about it. And if you want to, if you want to check in with It Is Written online, uh, our social media stuff, you, you, you'll find us pretty easy. Uh, then it'll come up and, and you'll hear the announcements and, 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 and pray and God will bring you to it. Absolutely. Now, I do want to say this, and uh, because John will never say it, but John is one of the premier speakers in the world. Um, they hurt so, me financially to have Lyle say that. Well, uh, either which way, that's just simply the way it is. And so this is an opportunity you do not want to miss in any way, shape or form. If you are in the Melbourne area, keep your eye out for the advertising for John Bradshaw and Eric Flickinger uh, as they come to Melbourne. These will be just sensational, amazing programs. Yeah, the program's called Revelation Today. Yeah, so what are you going to talk about? Let's, I'm going to take an extra minute here. Tell us exactly what are you coming to Australia to talk about? Well, again, we're going to be talking about how the Bible is relevant today and how the Bible provides guidance. The Bible makes sense of the times in which we live and, and speaks to the times in which we're about to live. It answers the big questions, really. Like, what are we doing here? What is God's attitude towards this world? How can I safely navigate the world? Uh, we'll talk about such things as the second coming of Jesus. We'll talk about we'll talk about the prophecies of the Bible that include the mark of the beast and those sorts of things, which aren't nearly as ominous as many people think they are, and they can be understood. We'll talk about those things such as what happens when you die. We're going to talk about hellfire and discover that what you've been told about hell is probably a lie, and it's much, much better news. And we'll look into the book of the Bible. We'll open it up and say, hey, this really matters. It's relevant. It makes sense. It's clear, and it provides actual guidance for my life today. Okay, so of all of our Melbourne listeners, that is coming up in the city of Melbourne, four different locations, John Bradshaw and Eric Flickinger. Don't miss it in uh, under any circumstances. You want to be there, but right now we do need to move on with a show. We'll be back again with Encounter with God right after the 8 o'clock news and this song.
See you. 